What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. The Antioch police texting scandal just gets worse and worse with each passing day now. What started off as 17 police officers in the 90-person department being accused of sending racist and homophobic messages has now surged to upwards of 50 officers or 40% of the department. Said to have been involved, Mayor Thorpe, a black man, has called for an audit of the department's internal affairs department as well as a review of the hiring and promotion policies in the department. Joining us to discuss is Frank Sterling, a KPFA correspondent and activist in Antioch. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Kat. How y'all doing? Oh, we're hanging in there, Frank. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We don't have a lot of time, so I want to get to it. I do think, however, context is important, right? So this isn't just the text. Talk about the fact that there was an FBI investigation taking place already on uh, uh, the practices of the department, and that's actually how the text messages were discovered. What was that FBI? What is that FBI investigation, and, and how did we get there in the first place? Um, Well, I think how we got there is what we're seeing now, these text messages and the years of abuse that people like myself, Catherine Wade, um, other folks in Antioch have suffered at the hands of the police. And I I believe that the FBI investigation came on because this has been left to fester so long. In fact, um, a couple of weeks before the investigation, Um, was publicly announced, so I'm sure they were probably already working on it. Um, There was a group of us out there in front of the police department demanding that the the DA or somebody else look into the Antioch Police Department. So there was a group of us out there at the police department demanding that something be done because of all this abuse. And in my personal case, I've mentioned before, after I was attacked in my house, I was uh, beaten with flashlights and fists. I was choked unconscious. Then I was kicked in the face and I was called the F word with the, the, um, the homophobic slur for a gay person. And that was 2009. And this has been happening at the minimum since then. And I spoke out, publicly at the city council meeting about what happened to me, what the words that were used um, at that time in 2009. And I think these stories is why the FBI investigation um, is happening. And what they were initially looking for was um, the, like the old days, they were taking the drugs and, and selling them again. Uh, they were using illegal steroids. I don't know if you ever seen the Antioch police force, but a bunch of them were like the Hulk. Um, so they were selling and using illegal steroids. And there was a host of other things that were happening that they were looking into when they came across these text messages. Thank you uh, for that, Frank. And then, Frank, I mean, they're pretty vile, but if you could paint a picture for us of how bad some of these text messages are, um, what kinds of things are being said, including the targeting of activists like Shagufa Khan, um, violence towards the mayor, joking uh, about beating folks in similar manner that you were beaten, uh, that they arrested? Yeah, I mean, I can't repeat a lot of the words, but um, as you... Um, read in the text messages, yeah, they did target activists um, such as Shagufa. They, um, I wasn't mentioned personally in the text that I know of, um, but as you mentioned also, they did threaten the mayor with violence. And in my case, 
personally back in 2009 when I got kicked in the face. Um, you know, I mentioned that to the city council numerous times. Now here you have in the text messages released them joking about kicking people in the face and um, like they were trying to kick a field goal and that they complaining that the guy didn't go unconscious. So these are the, the types of things that the Antioch police has been doing. And again, I can't repeat a lot of the words, but yes, they threatened um, the mayor with violence. They offered a steak dinner, a prime rib dinner for anyone that would shoot the mayor with the, whatever it was, the 40 millimeter less than lethal round. Um, and that was in the summer of George Floyd. When our community, Antioch came out big, um, people that never came out before, even the mayor was on the corner of a busy intersection and everybody was out there uh, joining forces to say that Black Lives Matter, that what happened to George Floyd um, should never happen. And at that time, they were making those jokes about shooting the mayor. They even sent a very rude image of um, a naked black man with his genitals exposed um, sitting on the neck of George Floyd and you know, just casually sitting there. And that was, those are the kind of things that they were sending out. And it gets much worse. Like I said, I can't repeat it on the air, the vulgar words that they use. The N word was thrown around a lot. Um, The memes were a bunch of monkeys, gorillas, and stuff like that. There was a city council meeting last week that got pretty raucous up to the point that the mayor asked someone if they wanted to go outside. I want to play a tape uh, from Vice Mayor uh, of Vice Mayor Tamisha Torres Walker speaking, um, or I guess she's the mayor pro tem. Excuse me. Here are her remarks at last week's city council meeting. Let's play that tape, please. You know, when the reporter called me and said, "Well, do you want to hear the text messages?" I didn't know if I did want to hear them. And it's because it's just why I didn't watch the Tyree Wilson video. It's because it is trauma porn and nobody of color should have to read it, see it, or deal with it because it further traumatizes you. But I said, well, go ahead because you're going to put it out anyway, and so I'm going to have to hear it. And she said, well, you're not going to be surprised. I said, no, I'm not. And so what did I hear? I heard with an ER multiple times. Gorilla, monkey, water buffalo, black bitch, ghetto, hood rat, other insulting commentary, not just to black people, but also very misogynistic, sexist, homophobic comments um, against other people in our community threats of assaulting the mayor and his potential life and joking about that as well as other residents. Confessions about the harm that was done to Malab Baldwin. And I will tell you that it was disturbing. It was very disturbing because... People have been coming to tell this council before I was here, before Council Member Barbanic was here, that this was an issue. And nobody did anything to address the issues. Led to the death of Angelo Quinto, the death of others. And there are also survivors who won't come forward because they're afraid for their lives. 
That is the voice of uh, Antioch Mayor Pro, uh, Pro Tem to Misha Torres Walker, who's long been a target of the Antioch Police Department. And there in the background, Frank, that was the family of Milad Baldwin, right? Retriggered, re-traumatized. That's something else that I want to ask you. I know that you work with a lot of the families that have had their loved ones stolen, right? Murdered by the Antioch Police Department. How has this impacted them for all of this to be coming out? Well, I think a lot of us knew in the background what we were dealing with. So like Kamisha said in that clip, um, she's, we were not surprised. Um, some of us are, I wouldn't say in a celebratory mood, but part of the um, part of receiving this information is being took in as um, a celebration to us that our words are finally being heard. In the summer of George Floyd, the 2020 election cycle, Antioch spoke up and it elected a more progressive board. We got uh, the mayor pro, uh, pro temp, Tamisha Torres Walker. We got the mayor, Lamar Thorpe, and we got Monica Wilson, who are the three that are for police reform. We have two other ones, Mike Barbanica, former Pittsburgh police officer, and Lori Ogerchak, Um not really on board, but still voting for some of the more sensible ones like body cameras. Um, so although it has been triggering for a lot of us, a lot of us feel vindicated. Uh, me again, in my case, the guy that kicked me in the face all those years ago, um, I watched over the years as he was given uh, merit to service awards for his great service from the community, from Chief Contando. He was given um, an award for his leadership training from um, Chief Brooks. And then now we're up here with uh, Chief Ford, and he's finally, 14 years later after doing this to me, um, being exposed. So I feel a little bit vindicated for that because I told them so this long ago. I'm sorry, Frank. Yes, I, and I'm also I'm asking about families who had loved ones murdered, like like the Quinto family or the right, like those families. How yes, is this yes. impacting I them? Spoke with, um, I spoke with the Quinto family yesterday, and um, things that they are pushing for, which are in our demands uh, today for our action, are an investigation into um, prior cases such as the Quinto case, such as uh, Rakim Rux, who was a man who called the police on himself and ended up being crushed into the ground until he couldn't breathe and died. Also, Wendell Celestine, who was choked um, unconscious and then choked to death, he died. So we want some of those cases um, looked, into, looked into again. And another thing is that with their text messages and what they're describing, they are, they are describing themselves hate crimes. So another thing that the Quinto family is calling for is an investigation of the Antioch police into hate crimes and conspiracy to commit hate crimes as they messaged each other about their plans to tow every black person's car and their mama's car um, on enforcement month of March. All these things um, they conspired with each other to do. So, um, yeah, I spoke with them yesterday. They were actually, um, Bella Quinto was on Hard Knock Radio yesterday. If anyone wants to go back and listen to yesterday's interview. Um, But they really believe that uh, the Quinto family really believes that their case of their son was a big cover-up. So they definitely want um, a reinvestigation into what happened to their case, as well as other people who died in custody. And if you've read the news, the, um, the public defender's office is also asking that cases involving these officers definitely be looked at. Some charges will be dropped, and they want to freeze on um, prosecution from Antioch at the time. 
Right. Frank, and I'm, I'm out of time, actually, over time. So real quickly, what is the action today, where and when? Yes, if um, people feel that racism doesn't belong in their police department, all this hate, they could join us today at 3 o'clock at the Antioch Police Department. That's 300 L Street. We'll be there at 3 p.m. We're going to have about an hour-long rally, and then we're going to walk about 4.30 up to the Antioch City Council meeting, which is at 5 p.m. tonight. All right, Frank Sterling, uh, I will be there in spirit, and we will continue to track this case. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Kat. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.